Welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people who are trying to live their most fulfilling life, which often tends to be on a much different path than it started out on. Whether it was changing careers, getting laid off from a job which sparked their entrepreneurial journey, or breaking through the noise to answer their calling. All of these types of situations and more, but they wouldn't have gotten to where they're at today if they didn't get started. We talk about the why and the how of these getting started moments and the lessons learned along the way. I'm grateful to have you listening in along on this episode, so let's get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome in Joshua Castillo, who is the co-founder of Salud, which is a not-for-profit organization committed to creating entrepreneurial experiences for pediatric patients dealing with childhood cancer. They pair pediatric cancer patients with established businesses to create and sell unique products. Proceeds from product sales are used to offer financial relief to families with unforeseen pediatric cancer expenses. And I think this is a cool mission that Joshua and his co-founder are doing. And he really um, you know, shared a lot of the insight of actually starting this not-for-profit, all the hurdles they had to jump through, you know, the growth over the years, some of the cool moments of having some of these brands come on board to, to be able to partner with this. So we certainly have a wide-ranging conversation and really appreciative of Joshua coming on and sharing their uh, early journey uh, with this uh, organization. So without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Joshua Castillo. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Glad, glad to have you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really intrigued by what y'all are doing here, and I, I'm because I'm like I'm like man, this is really an interesting idea. So because yeah. I've never seen anything like it. So uh, let's mm-hmm. first off before we dive in deep in the interview, why don't you share with everyone um, the the nonprofit you've co-founded? Tell a little bit about that, maybe just so they have some context as we go into the rest of the interview. No, for sure. Um, so what Salute is is Salute pairs pediatric cancer patients and businesses to collaborate and create customized products that are then sold to benefit other cancer families that are going through pediatric cancer that are in need of financial aid. So to give you an example, to really understand it as a whole, we have two separate programs. We have an ambassador program and a financial aid program. So the ambassador program, the way, what we do, again, we pair patients that are going through treatment or in remission, and we find opportunities from brands that are willing to collaborate you know, on a customized product for their spring collection, summer, whatever season it is. And, um, the way that works is we first go to the brand first and say, Hey, do you have availability maybe to collaborate on something much like celebrity brand partnerships, Mm -hmm. take that same formula, but apply it for cancer patients. And the reason we felt so strongly about creating something like that is because there are already so limited opportunities. And, you know, there's an, there's a lot of good charities out there that do a lot of cool events with kids that are going through cancer, but there's nothing at that entrepreneurial level And so something I kind of tell people of like why we felt so strongly about, you know, creating this is because we've heard stories, you know, over the years of kids that are just sitting there all day long, not really doing much. And so both my business partner are very entrepreneurial driven. So we're just like, that'd be kind of cool to kind of give them the opportunity, but also redefine, you know, these, these, these partnerships with purpose behind it. And um, so that's kind of like where that, you know, came into factor. And then the added bonus, I call it an added bonus because it just makes everything, you know, whole is we get to collect a percent of the proceeds that are then poured into a, you know, a separate fund that then are distributed to more cancer families that are in need of financial aid, just because, um, and that we also very, very strongly about 
because when a child goes through cancer treatment, you know, typically a parent stops working, so that's reduced income. And if they're a single parent, that's even less income. And some, a lot of these families have multiple kids. So we developed this policy of like, no questions asked. If you're in need of financial aid, we'll cut you a check. Um, and the way we identify these families is through our wonderful partners at Children's Hospitals around the Dallas area. And we're so, you know, excited to announce that, you know, each collaboration we've made more money that we're now going to be expanding to different hospitals to then disperse to more families across Texas because we know cancer is not just in the Dallas area. I mean, it, it's everywhere. It's a universal subject. And so um, we, I would say, I think, because we actually just launched a collaboration about two weeks ago, a purse. And since we launched in 2019, we've now sold over $100,000 in products, like in sales, which I think for us is like, you know, we still think of ourselves as very small. Right. Um, so that was like a huge milestone. And out of that, we've been able to assist, you know, dozens of families in the Metroplex. And, you know, another added bonus, we've, we've received support from celebrities um, like Kristen Bell, I think for us was like, oh, that's nice. Uh, it's a bit cool validation. Um, but that's just a little bit about salute. And, you know, we're going to keep growing and evolving. But in, you know, in a summary, it's just, you know, we work with these kids to have them collaborate and create these cool products with purpose. And I want to get into that a little bit more. I, I'm curious for you with mm-hmm. kind of in your life, I, I always like to ask this because it's always intriguing where kind of our life goes in these ebbs and flows. But mm-hmm. can you share what like what was the turning point mm-hmm. to veer your life down this road? to yeah. get to the point of starting this and all that did did something that did you have cancer to some in your family was it just something you saw like what what happened what was the turning yeah. point if you don't yeah. mind sharing no it's a great question um for as long as I can remember though I can go pretty far back of like why I felt called to do something to like something along these lines is I grew up in a family that was very generous and my mom and my dad and my extended family has always been very thoughtful wanting to help people when they can And so since very early on, I've always just had that mentality, like there's people that are, you know, that are going through something, what way can I give, what can I do with my time and what, you know, just always thinking endless opportunities. And it's kind of, you know, mirrored with my, with my co-founder, Kenny, the same upbringing. We were, you know, we both shared stories of just how our parents have always kind of instilled in us is to give back. And so to kind of, you know, transition and, you know, in our adult years of what kind of led us to this point is, you know, I remember being, you know, post-college kind of, kind of got sucked into like corporate America and realizing, "Mm, don't know if I want to do this forever. And um, something I actually appreciate of just a lot of entrepreneurs uh, that go through college, they have that same mindset of like, am I, should I be here? Should I be doing something different? And so my whole thought process was like, I'm going to, I want to, we would like to create something, but what is that? Like, what is our calling? What do we feel connected to? And so it wasn't until an extended family member that went through um, getting, you know, the diagnosis that kind of sparked that interest of, wow, you know, what is that like? Like, what does it look like? Cause we never had anybody closely be affected by it. And so, you know, going down this rabbit hole of like, wow, this is really financially demanding. And, you know, something I'm, I kind of, I have, I'm, I'm really curious on a lot of stuff, like the, what ifs, like, you know, you know, what would you do in this scenario? And so sharing that with Kenny, um, our co-founder, he would have like, you know, was also interested too. So both of us in conjunction, just kind of like, again, fell down that rabbit hole of like, whoa, this is really financially demanding and what are our options? And so, you know, you, you can think of options like, 
hosting events and you know there's 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 stuff that's out there but we wanted something like a different approach but creative and so that's kind of you know kind of one thing led to the next and here we are almost three years later you know about to start our you know our 10th collaboration but that's kind of the little just uh, the story behind like why we kind of got into this what was the initial idea was it the similar to what you have today yeah. or was there a whole other idea that happened? no what the only thing that's changed was the name of the company <laughs> everything else like we because at that same time too we had noticed that because at that point i think our mind was okay what are our options and we saw the limited options that families families had because first the idea was financial assistance that's really where it started from then it was like how do you raise that money like what you know how are we going to be as an organization to raise that capital but also we're a new nonprofit, so we're not eligible for a lot of grants so it's like you know, unless we had somebody writing us checks to then distribute to their families, what are our options? And so around that same time was a really big boom. This was about in 2018, a really big boom in celebrity brand partnerships. Like a lot of people making, you know, whatever singer, actor, whoever it was like, oh, their collection with Nike or their make, whatever it was, we had saw that and we would see like the numbers, you know, all these articles that were being released, like sold out in five minutes. We kept thinking, there's something there, you know? So we kind of, again, took that formula and then we're like, well, what if we apply this, like that same concept, but for pediatric cancer patients, because, you know, as a child, you, you know, you're really restricted on a lot of things. And so we wanted to provide that opportunity so that it stayed consistent since then. Like I said, the only thing that's changed um, was the name of the company. <laughs> Well, and we can go on a couple angles. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to ask what's top of mind first, and then yeah. we'll probably have to go backwards. But what yeah. when you approached the brands, yeah. what was the initial reaction from them? Or did you have some that were gung-ho jumping in or others be like, who are you guys? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what, you know? I love that you asked that because, you know, for your listeners, I do want them to know when you are first starting out, you have no validation. And a lot of people are really going to doubt you. So it was that reaction of, uh, you know, what do you have that you can show us, you know, what are, what are, what are success stories that you've had in the past? And at the beginning, it was very much like, well, that's a great idea, but we're also not going to risk spending money or investing our time into these collaborations because you have no, you know, proof that this works. And so initially we really started locally in Dallas and Dallas is a really good market in terms of small businesses thriving here. Um, so we went around just knocking and emailing and calling and asking, Hey, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? Nobody wanted to talk to us. And it was, it was defeating to be honest, but you know, something in the back of our mind, I don't know if it's our tenacity. We always felt like there's a time and a place and just to keep going. And so initially, eventually we landed on this place in the Dallas farmers market that was like, all right, you know, technically we'll be your gopher. And so we got to do that and, you know, and then from then on, it just kind of fell into place. And now it's, it's nice to attach those media kits on our pitches. Like actually <laughs> I have proof of concept. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, you sit around with, uh, with Ken, Kenny, right. Is your co-founder mm -hmm. and you, you're, you're sitting around there, you and Kenny and just kind of like, yeah, this, this is kind of cool. We should do something like this, but then mm -hmm. actually making <laughs> The, the, the decision and the move to do it. So mm -hmm. share with me, like, how did you actually get started with this? What were some of the early hurdles that you had to go through? Oh man, so many. Uh, I'm going, I'm going deep back in my mind three years ago where we were at. Um, 
So I do remember in summer 2018 of like just needing to get started. I think that really was the initial push. And it was going back and forth of like doubting ourselves and making time for it and really just sitting down and saying, okay, this is the actual plan of action. So I remember a lot too of reaching out to like local business leaders, you know, on the Chamber of Commerce in different cities and asking to speak with them. And then it transitioned into connecting with local nonprofits too. You know, what do they do and kind of how they run things. And I think eventually we kind of hit that brick wall of like, you know, um, just hearing no constantly. So I do feel like there was a bit of like a period of like, maybe this isn't going to work out. And I, you know, that's something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to of like, am I, is this my path? You know, I, we want this, but is it the right move? And so I feel like a lot of hurdles was really a lot of people doubting us and really taking us seriously because again, we have no proof of concept. So, you know, when you're so heavily guarded of your branding, your, your, your story, you're not going to really allow people in. And so that to me was probably a huge victory when we did land that Dallas farmers market partnership with that, with that company out there, because it was finally somebody saying like, I hear what you're saying and I'm going to give you an opportunity to really, you know, go for this. And we're very thankful to them since then. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned kind of mm-hmm. dabbling around the corporate world and, and mm-hmm. were you, are you still with the corporate setting and doing this on the side? Did you, did you, yeah. what, what was the, how did that process work of making sure, I mean, you had to probably take care mm-hmm. of yourself or family mm-hmm. or whatever as well as you're getting this spun up. Can yeah. you share a little bit about that? And yeah, no, totally. So I'm still, well, I'm, I'm not in corporate. I don't know if you would consider corporate, but um, I do work for another nonprofit in the Dallas area, mm-hmm. um, which they're wonderful people. And um, but back then I was working for a market research firm post-college. So I was doing a lot of studies on just different stores and projects of just understanding the marketing behind it, et cetera, um, which was cool. But at the same time, I knew I didn't want to be there. And then stayed there for a bit and somehow ended up in the refinance industry, <laughs> which was not a good time. I It's one of those, like I, I, when I retell that story to people, they're like, we have a business degree. I, I was, you know, you, like you said, you have to pay the bills. And so, you know, I still have a family support and myself. And so, um, but eventually I kind of came to an abrupt stop of like, I need to work for a nonprofit first to really understand just everything about what comes with it. And so, you know, anybody listening, I would say whatever you're interested in, I would definitely try to get a position with somebody that already does exist to really get that, you know, these life lessons from them. And so I've been working for them since. And, you know, I hope one day I do go full time with Salute um, because it is kind of hard, you know, balancing two things at once. But um yeah, so I'm not technically incorporated as much anymore, but I'm still in the workforce. Okay. Yeah. And what about and Kenny as well, or is he? Mm-hmm. Is he yeah, he, so oh, I mean, yeah. so it's, yeah, it's admirable. Obviously, you're building on the side, and and that's how you have to do it a lot of the times, yeah. right? I mean, you can't un- unfortunately take the leap um, as no. much as you want. How, love- how, how hard was it to get the 501c3 status? Yeah, this was pre-COVID too, because I'm going back in my mind. Um, it was a lot easier back then, because I think now it's a little congested because of COVID complications. But that process, I think, took maybe six to nine months. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't as complex as it is now, because I know they're very backed up. Um, but the, getting that status wasn't. It seemed we had somebody also assist us too. That was very we were very lucky to get kind of guided because when you open those applications up, you're like, oh, what is this? Uh, but that process was not as hard as I thought it would be. 
Well, you talked about getting some guidance. How, how important have like the support systems been people around you either? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully it's positive support. You could talk on the other side of it as well. Maybe mm-hmm. people are like, what are you starting? <laughs> uh, but just curious to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the importance of those relationships with others and, and how they benefited. 1000%. I, I am a huge believer in having a, a good support system to kind of get you through because, you know, going down this path can be pretty pretty disruptive in your everyday life because you're not knowing what the next day is going to bring. But I've been fortunate enough to meet also, you know, just having friends, family, uh, being in a serious relationship, um, and also, you know, Kenny and other people that I've met along the way. Um, it It's just, it's really crucial to have those because there are days where I'm working my day job and then going home and you're just like, you know, having to clear my head. But um, fun fact, a lot of the connections that I've made in the industry have all been by cold emails, <laughs> which a lot of people at the beginning were like, don't do those. Nobody likes those. But in my experience, you know, you're going to bump into somebody eventually, I would think. Um, and I've been lucky enough to meet people that do press and PR that have now guided me to understand branding. I've met people that run nonprofits that help really oversee, you know, just the logistics and how to really properly run things. Um, I mean, pretty much of all walks of careers, I've been lucky enough, but, um, and also legal, like I said, with the whole not 501c3 application, but yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it goes back to the whole, you know, Jordan quote of like, you you miss Mm -hmm. 100% of the shots you don't take. It's kind of, why not reach out? You know, I I tell this story. It's funny you say that. It reminds Mm -hmm. me, because everyone's always asking you know, I was like, how'd you get Seth Godin on the podcast and stuff? I said, well, I just emailed him. And he said, yeah. yes. You know, it's like, yeah. sometimes people respond, you know, not all the time, but they do. Um, exactly. Exactly. I have a similar story like that too. When we were first um, trying to get celebrity endorsements, because we feel like that's a big part of our brand that kind of pushes it out there to, you know, push the narrative. We, um, we admired Amy Poehler just from afar, just for her as a person and just what she's pushed out there. And she just kept saying no all the time. And her schedule was not lining up. And then eventually just at the right moment, her team was like, oh yeah, she's available. She'll support you. And, you know, she was our first actual validation that was like, wow. And then we actually, you know, took a shot at the end of it. Um, this was us blindly thinking we will probably won't work, but we wanted to do something special for to commemorate the campaign of how successful it was with this necklace we did with her. And um, she ended up moderating the conversation, surprising the patient. And we were just like, oh, you know, so and again, like you said, you, if you don't take that shot, you just won't know. I mean, it might work, it might not. And we, we've been lucky enough to bump into opportunities much like yourself. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. What, what um, mm-hmm. I, I guess for the, the patient, so obviously we talk about the brand side. How, sure. uh, how do you, how do you, how do you pick the patients? Is it like a do you have them all kind of do something? And then it's a random, like, yeah. I, I'm just curious. Cause like the kids probably get, I mean, I have a young son. So like, I probably, okay. he'd probably get, he'd get jacked up about, you know, <laughs> the, the imagination and creating something. Yeah. So how, how do you guys go through that process? Yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a process. That's a, you know, that we're working on constantly because we're always hearing feedback from each family, but the basis of it right now is we go, you know, we use our social channels, but also our network to kind of put out the feelers of saying, hey, we have this next opportunity coming up. 
And so the goal has always kind of been to provide these opportunities for these kids that have an interest in that product that we're creating. So I'll use an example of our next one we're doing in the spring. We, um, we're working with a brand that's creating like a customized headband and they were really adamant to find somebody that was, has an interest in, in fashion, somebody that really wanted to be in the fashion world and not, not, not saying that's like the breaking point for the candidates, but it's like preferred, you know what I mean? And so when we started, you know, working with, you know, interviewing these families, we would just kind of talk to them and just kind of understand and the kids include in these conversations of like what they want to do with their life and what they're interested in. And um, we came across this young, this young patient named Valentina, who was like, oh man, my dream is to be in New York City to create my own collection. And she was had all these designs and these workbooks and like within minutes, we just looked at each other like, oh man, like this is going to be the next ambassador for this, you know, this collaboration because she had this energy that was so unmatched and, you know, that we were just like, wow, like this is exactly what the brand was interested in. And, and again, not that that's the breaking point, but it feels really good to give that opportunity to Valentina who is going through treatment right now. And, you know, her family had shared, you know, there's hard days for her and she'll just sketch, you know. And so to be able to kind of pair that up accordingly was kind of, I guess, you know, uh, kind of a breaking point for her to be like, okay, maybe this is the perfect person for this. And, you know, that is kind of the downfall of the opportunities, though, because you do meet some amazing families who share such good stories about their kids and themselves and but ultimately, we like to try to pair up accordingly. But there are a few breakthrough patients that we work with that you just want to work with them because they just have that energy because, again, it's a story that you tell with these campaigns. And so we always want to, you know, try to find the perfect fit because there's a lot of factors that it would take too long to kind of go into. But that's kind yeah. of like, the you know, the, the side of I can share. <laughs> gotcha. No, that's, that's fair. I, I, again, I think it's awesome just kind of pairing up and, and mm-hmm. these kids, I mean, they get they get a, they get a, I mean, again, I, I look at this as a father, like I'm, I'm so fortunate that, you know, my son is, is healthy yeah. at this point yeah. and, and, yeah. you know, and I can't imagine going through that as a child and, and being a cancer mm-hmm. patient and stuff like that. So I think that's phenomenal what you guys are, are doing there. Thank you. Um, Thanks. So I want, I want to go back just a couple more questions for, for you personally around, cause you mentioned something earlier that you know, I kind of kept in the back of my mind. I want to pull out as you said, yeah, I go, I leave my one job, I go home and now I got to work on this. And sometimes you're tired or burnout mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. life happens. You have other things that, you know, are going mm-hmm. on. So what are some things, like, how do you keep moving forward and keep saying, I got to invest time in this? Are, are there any practices you do any, maybe yeah. it's any mental work or anything like that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer, but I'm just curious how you keep going because yeah. a lot of folks are just like me, like you're trying to do the the quote unquote side hustle. You're trying to grow something. Mm-hmm. And you have to do it on the off peak hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I use, I would love to, after I answer mine, I'd love to know yours too. Cause I'm always in the market to search for new ways. Yeah. Uh, but you know, on those days where I am very mentally exhausted, the first thing I think about these families like, again, it, it really goes back to the way I was brought up. Like, there are people that are really struggling, you know? And I always kind of remind myself, like, I measure, I guess, it in my head, like, oh, I'm I'm just tired today. Like, that's it. And there's a kid, you know, down the street from here that's really fighting for his life and his family is not knowing tomorrow how they're going to pay their bills. And so that, I feel like, gets me out of my funk, <laughs> 
Um, but then when that doesn't work, cause it, you know, that's just, that sometimes doesn't, and it's not that it's not that important. It's just, you know, I, you know, there's other ways to pull me out of it. One thing I, um, I also use is I go to the movies to spread my imagination. So mm. when the movies open back up, that was a huge deal for me because I remember telling my girlfriend, you know, I can stream all the shows that I want, but something about being in that theater really just, it just spreads my imagination of like what I can do and what I'm capable of. And the one movie I can think of action example, when I was in the funk um, over the summer, you know, we have about four, four or five collaborations next year. And I was feeling very overwhelmed because I have my day job and, you know, traveling, whatever. And I felt very just like, like, I'm sure you've had this before. Like, can I do this for much longer? And um, in the Heights, I just came out that film with Linda Miranda. And I was like, I'm not really a big musical fan, but maybe I can just go watch it. And walking out of there, I just felt like I took a nap, drank my water and I could just get back up again. Um, but like moments like those really do help me. I also am a big person on like representation. So I try to listen to podcasts like these to kind of relate in a way of like hearing somebody else say similar things. So, you know, whether that's YouTube podcast TV, um, or reading too, just trying to identify a way to kind of feel connected to other people that are going through something similar, because in our mind, we're, you know, so, so often we're just saying, Oh, it's, it's just us that are going through this. Right. And you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and it's unfortunate because we think that a, a large majority of the time, but in reality, that's not true at all. So I just try to always seek out different ways to really pull myself up because again, at the end of the day, I'm doing something so, so larger than I ever could have imagined. And, you know, it, it's all worth it too, because then I'll have these families say, you know, my child was, really down and your, uh, your opportunity got them through, you know, through treatment, et cetera. And so there, there's just a different ways and also getting sleep too. I think we forget about that. <laughs> I think yeah. sleep's important. I try not to sleep a lot because I have a lot to do, but when I can't sneak in a, you know, an hour or two in the morning, that's pretty nice. But those are some of my ways. What are some of yours? Well, I mean, I think he hit, I mean, the sleep is, and mm -hmm. this is, you know, why I created a bedtime routine um, mm -hmm. a couple of years back. I, I actually put sleep above almost anything else. Okay. And I kind of, I kind of categorize it with, with health and wellness. Yeah. Cause I'm a big believer is if you're not fit, if you're not mm -hmm. eating right, and if you're not sleeping mm -hmm. right, well, then you're not going to have the energy to do those other things. Right. Sure. Um, so I think, yeah, sleep is by far like such a, Oh my gosh, when you get a good night's rest, like, you know, you know, I actually read that the book that got me really going is um, by Dr. Matthew Walker called why we sleep. Okay. And a phenomenal book. He, he's got a couple he's, he has his own podcast now, actually. Okay. But I listened to him back on Rogan a few years ago. Go listen. Okay. Go If anyone listened to that, go type in like Dr. Matthew Walker, Joe Rogan, or whatever, go, go pull up that interview. Okay. Um, but I'm telling you what phenomenal, just, just all the things that we don't think about that make us sleep better sure. and why when folks are like, oh, I don't have the energy or whatever, we never relate it back to sleep, but chances are you can relate it to sleep. So I would yeah. say that's kind of the big, um, I, I think the other thing is, uh, is prioritization. Mm -hmm. Like there was, you know, as a, oh, so we're obviously when we're recording this, right. I'm a, as you see behind me, right. I'm a big 49ers fan. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, and we're playing Sunday night football, we're playing against the Packers. Yeah. I'm going to watch that game, right? I'm a big mm -hmm. boy. I'm going to watch the game, but I don't watch football. Like I used to, I used to watch literally from the 1 PM start games. I'd even watch the pre-show 
And I'd watch oh, yeah. all the way through the Sunday when, when I was, you know, single in my, you know, twenties kind of thing. Sure. I, I, I changed my priorities now. Right. Yeah. So I don't have time to always do that. I don't have time to do a lot of things I maybe used to do. And that's mm-hmm. why I reprioritize to do the podcast, the writing coaching, sure. all this other stuff that's yeah. outside of my, my current full-time job. So sure. I, I think to, to kind of wrap it around, it's like, if you pick out, these are the things you want to do kind of like you have this purpose. Now it's the same. Once I discovered my North star mm-hmm. and I figured where I want to impact the world and helping, you know, empower peer people to find this, uh, you know, kind of clear path to happiness. Yeah. Now that's all I focus on. So when I make decisions, yeah. my decisions are around those yeah. um, when I'm doing projects. So I may get asked to do something or someone's like, Hey, do, come here. I'm like, nah, that doesn't align with who I am or what I want to do. So I could, you, know, you kind of learn to say no to some things mm-hmm. um, and then focus in the right direction. So those are at least some, you know, prioritization and obviously health and wellness are, are kind of the two big for me. So exactly, exactly. No, I, I definitely agree. And I'd like the what you talked about prioritizing, like what makes you happy and what you need to do. Cause I think you want to do everything at once, but it's not how it works. <laughs> well, and, and I think part, I think part of this too, and everyone has different, um, do you, do you have kids? No, not no. right now. So every, everyone is different. Uh, so like you and I are different in that regard. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my wife or my ex-wife were divorced, right? We have, mm-hmm. we have one child and we, we mm-hmm. split even time every other week. So the weeks I don't have my son, mm-hmm. I will do a lot more quote unquote work, like projects, all this stuff. Yeah. When I mm-hmm. have him, I do some. And when he's, you know, when he wants to play his game sometimes or sure. sleeping or whatever, I'll, I'll do some, but I don't put pressure on myself to do any work the weeks he's with me. Yeah. Anything I do is a bonus because I prioritize him. Number one, I want to spend as mm-hmm. much time with him as I possibly can. The weeks I don't have him though, I go full throttle. <laughs> so I think, so I think part of that is like understanding what's your situation and, mm-hmm. and being respectful of it. You yeah. don't have to go hard every time, you know, this whole like hustle culture that, I don't think, I think it's still slowly going away, but like, you don't have to go hard every time because the whole mm-hmm. point is to be happy. Yeah. So how do you be happy? Well, being happy sometimes is to rest and sometimes is to take a break and sometimes is to, yeah. you know, do things that make you happy, not always just grind and work. So Yeah. No, I agree. I think we actually, one of your episodes I listened to the other day, you guys talked about the way a lot of companies now start is to let's, let's make that money. Let's get there fast, you know? And so I think that's kind of plays hand in hand and it's like, that's should not be the way you should, you know, I I just, I like that you talked about what makes you happy because a lot of people do sometimes question, especially when you're an entrepreneur, like, are you sure you want to do that? It's always like the doubt, like uh, it's going to take a lot out of you. And, but it genuinely like how you feel towards your podcasting, your ventures is like, this actually does make me happy at the end of the day, because I know I'm serving something. It, it just, there's so much that's at stake before me. So I, um, it really does make me happy. And I, I, I love what I do. So I'm really fortunate to get here. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. And, and you're on the journey, you're on the path. You yeah. know, you're there. And that's the thing, like, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. I, I'd be curious though, to ask, like, what do you, like, if you, if you came back on the podcast in like two mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. what would you be hopeful that you all achieve in the next couple of years? Do you have any kind of mm-hmm. the, the, the big, hairy, audacious goals kind of thing? Do you have some things yeah. that you guys are excited about? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would say we have small scale goals and also large scale. I would say one of the most things that's pressing for me right now is finalizing partnering with different hospitals in Texas to really be in all major cities. So Austin, Dallas, Houston, 
Um, that's something I hope to achieve and maybe have be at that point drawing up plans for maybe other states included. Cause again, you know, echoing that cancer is not just in the Dallas area. I know it's everywhere in the United States. And um, so that's something that I would love to do. Large scale goals is to start partnering with, you know, larger scale brands. I mean, my dream would to create a customized shoe, no matter who the shoe brand is, the moment I get there, Brian, I am going to be very, very happy because that to me is like, I, who wouldn't want to create their own shoe? I feel like that's like the, you know, the dream for us to create those, um, those partnerships. But the cool thing that the cool thing for me to kind of say is I feel like we're on that path right now because for the first time in 2022, a lot of our brands we're working with are no longer in Texas. A lot of them are in New York, some are in LA, one's in South Carolina, I think. So I know we're on that path and I hope, you know, we're continuing to grow. But what I do hope also to, you know, long-term is that we're impacting these families' lives. Cause you know, aside from the, you know, the brand itself, the mission is our core focus. And that's what we're most passionate about. We're hoping to provide, you know, you know, now we've worked with eight families or sorry, eight kids. Hopefully by that point, 30 kids, 40 kids, however many it is. And we're hoping that we made, you know, a lasting impact on them because again, what they're going through is, is pretty challenging and we want to be able to provide such unique opportunities for them that maybe sparks an interest for them to create something on their own, you know, in the future. It's all about opportunity for us. I think we're really uh, believers in that big time. Um, and then also too, I would love to just, you know, impact as many families as I possibly can through the financial aid service. So right now we have a cap for an amount. We're hoping to double it maybe in a few years, because again, you know, the thing that I would love to kind of emphasize to your listeners too, is anybody that does know that are going through cancer, you know, a lot of the times they have other kids and it's pretty financially demanding just one kid alone. And so for us, we want to be able to invest all our time to be able to reach those families because, you know, having money insecurity, it, it that's, it's hard. And I've heard a lot of families tell us through their case management that they don't want, even the people that look like they have money, they really don't. And they're not, they don't want to go on social media. They said it's very embarrassing to be able to say like, Hey, I, I can't afford tomorrow's food, you know? Right. So that, that, if I talk to you in two years, I'll take you on the, I'll take a contract. I'll, I'll, I'll circle back with you to definitely ask me these questions. Cause that's, that's what's most pressing on our mind right now. Mm. So someone listening in getting started, because your mm -hmm. journey has been in, in a few years here in the making, mm -hmm. what, uh, it could be a quote, it could be an insight, it could be anything that, that you think maybe is the thing you've learned the most, or maybe the thing that resonates like in your mm -hmm. mind, the most impactful. I always like to say it's, you know, you have a post-it note, you're sticking it on the computer screen to look at every single day and keep yeah. that motivator. Yeah. What would you share with everyone listening in maybe as an, an impactful, um, you know, or, or thoughtful approach um, to sure. getting started? Sure. Um, there's a number of things. I can't think of a lot of quotes on top of my head. I'll try to think as I say this answer. But one of the things that I would love to say to people that are interested to do whatever it is, just go for it. Be patient. I, if Kenny were on this call, he would probably look at me like, oh, be patient, because it's funny. For, it's ironic for me to say that because I'm very impatient. And so when I first started out, or we first started out together, I was like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to, you know, go national. And it was like, hang on, <laughs> you have to start small, you can't just go right into it. And so I think also being realistic with yourself, because it's nice to have these goals, these large scale goals, you know, but I think for at least for me, the way the way I've been able to be successful is <clears throat> 
is I try to achieve small scale goals. That's why I kind of brought up the small versus large because, you know, I don't, I feel like in the process before I used to break myself by saying these large scale goals that were really unachievable. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a matter of, you know, like you said, prioritizing and figuring out exactly. So anybody listening, I would say that just separate the list by the two, but also I, I don't, I would love to hear your answer to this. Um, Cause I always struggle is hearing people say no, uh, ignoring them, you know, cause you know, that's something as much as it seems like that's the end of the world, because there are a lot of times where I would just get sold. No, we don't want to work with you. We don't want to do this. We don't, whatever it was and really letting it affect us in the way that felt like we're just not going to do this anymore. So I would say ignoring that essentially. And then a quote that popped in my head right now from the show parks and rec, one of the cast members on the show, like received like, um, like an award during one of the seasons and they, they go, you know, nobody cheese anything alone. And I feel like that really sticks with me because a lot of times people are very prideful, including myself of like, I want to do this all myself, but sometimes you have to reach out and there's people out there that might know more than you. So just letting that guard down of letting somebody in to say, Hey, maybe do it this way. Or this is what I've learned. So um, yeah, just kind of, kind of anything I, everything I just said, that's what I've kind of offered the advice to, but again, at the end of the day, just go for it. Cause there's a lot of people along the way that are going to tell you otherwise. And there's a few out there for that support system that we talked about that are going to champion you to really push you forward to get to that next step, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's infinite opportunities that you can do with your life and maybe you have one of them to pursue. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. I always remember back from, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, Jim, Jim Carrey did like a commencement speech. Okay. And it's, it's fairly popular if you go search on YouTube, but one of the lines in there, he talked about his father and basically Mm -hmm. his father like got fired, I think from being an accountant for like 40 years or something like that. And he's like, basically you could fail at what you don't love. Yeah. So why not go and, and put it all in on something that you do care about, you do want to do, you know? So yeah. it's like, because there's folks that are at a job they hate and they'll get fired or they'll get laid off. You know, we saw that a lot during the pandemic mm-hmm. um, or, or at least during 2020. I think we're still in the pandemic technically. Yeah. So, yeah. but like, you know, it, it <clears throat> happens. So it's like, we'll go out. And I, and I think part of you, you know, one of the things you mentioned there, that I'll just underscore uh, one more time is around being patient because mm-hmm. you can't expect no one. I mean, I, again, I only can relate to things I've done. I look at you know, my first children's book there that I, I wrote or this year, I'm not selling hundreds of thousands of copies or this podcast doesn't get millions of listeners. Like, and yeah. it's been, you know, several years of, you know, almost four years doing this podcast. Like yeah. it takes time. But again, mm-hmm. if you feel like I know what the long scale approach is, where mm-hmm. I want to go with stuff, who I want to impact, that's yeah. what keeps you driving forward. And it doesn't mean you can't try something and stop, but yeah. it's like, if you don't want to achieve something like six months, don't just, you know, throw it away, figure out, okay, yeah. is this exactly what I want? Because generally what I found is like, if you're thinking, because I've gone through this a lot, is like, if you're thinking, I got this, this stinks, I got to stop doing this, I'm not there. Are you doing the right thing? Right? Yeah. Is it was that the right thing in the first place? Or was it? Yeah. Because maybe you're doing because others, it would have looked good in the eyes of others. It wasn't actually true to your heart, you know? So that's right. something always to consider is like, if it's, and it's, I think it's away from passion. It's like, if it's not your purpose, then yeah. it's probably not the right choice. If it's not something going down that path. I don't know. I don't know if you think that way as well, but. No, I do. I, like you said, if it's, if it's not working, it could be for a reason, but yeah, I just, 
we we've learned so much, especially myself. And I think patience is definitely something that I've walked away with because like the microwave minute, when you heat up food, I'm just like, I got to get it now. But I think it's also the way our society has built us. It's like, Mm -hmm. everything is at the drop of the hat. I'm not too sure if you've heard of those brands that I think it's called like GoPuff or something that delivers in under 30 minutes. And it's like, Mm. you know, like, but we're, we've, we're developing these mindsets to be patient and like, I, you know, you like for you like you talked about you you know exactly where you want to head and you know if you keep your head up and keep going you're going to get there one day and it's going to bring you know this up you know this I don't know just this uh fulfillment I guess you could say and it also is nice to look back I'm sure you feel like this with your first podcast to now yeah and to be like whoa that's what I was doing before I was I remember there's if I want to I actually anybody of your listeners if you ever want to feel humble about yourself go to your first emails of like what as as that founder of that company oh man so many misspellings and like redundant sentences like how did anyone even take me seriously but you know you know your self-worth and um you know eventually somebody was going to come and help you get there. So it's, it's nice to be able to achieve thus far. And I, I, you know, being four years in the podcast industry, I think that's pretty cool. Cause um, you're definitely one of the first, cause I didn't, I think I got into podcasts about a few years ago. So you knew it ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you know, obviously there's folks like, uh, you know, Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss, I listen to a lot and Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and, and some of those folks, obviously that, you know, four years, I mean, if you think about probably folks have been podcasts for a dozen plus years, I bet 15 sure. years, I bet there's some, you know, some, some OGs out there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just interesting. Cause I look at, you know, I wasn't going to start it, you know, for a year or two, I hemmed and hawed and I, you know, again, this goes back to fear and self-confidence issues and all mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. when I started it, it's because I had a purpose behind it. It's, yeah. it wasn't just to start a podcast. Like, oh, it'd be cool to start a podcast. It was, Hey, I actually want to, um, impact people. I want to show people that you can go from being not self-confident and having fear and mm-hmm. being complacent to mm-hmm. change that. And I'm going to yeah. be the one that shows that, hey, by doing this podcast and interviewing people that you can change it. And now, again, four years later, the consistency yeah. is kind of a huge thing. Um, so I think that's that, that's a big thing. It's like you got to have the something else that's pushing you in that direction or maybe yeah. pulling you, I guess. But like I said, yeah. it's because that purpose that you have. And sometimes it's, well, Brian, I don't know my purpose. Well, then that's part of the discovery process and finding it. And sometimes yeah. sometimes it's trying things. Sometimes yeah. it's trying things and seeing, oh, yeah, I think you had a great point. And, and not everyone's going to leave their job and get hired at some some other company kind of thing. But go do some online courses or go, you know, like go to an improv class. If you're like thinking about mm-hmm. doing con- like go, you don't have to, you don't have to go tour, just go do that. You know what I'm saying? Like try and Your test it and taste a little bit and just see if you even like it. And if yeah. you do then go deeper. And if you don't, yeah, great. You know, um, exactly. I, think, I think we all can learn from that. It's just that, you know, I, I'll, I'll give a, another story. I'm giving a random, I'm just thinking of this on the fly, but no, like, you're fine. Like my son, he wanted to try karate. I don't, I don't know why I probably mentioned something to yeah. him and, and yeah. whatever. So he did karate and yeah. he did it for almost a year. And in yeah. the last month or two, he's like, I don't want to do karate anymore. I don't like it. I said, you know what? We made the commitment. Yeah. You don't have to do it anymore. You yeah. did it for, you did it for six months. We committed for another six and now he, yeah. I got him into tennis and he loves playing. I mean, we'll go play golf and stuff, but like tennis is like sure. for him, it's really active. So I'm like, Hey, listen, let's try that for a little bit and see if you're like, I, I think this whole thing of like, okay, now I did, I have to do it forever or yeah. vice versa. Let's not even do it. It's like, try it a little bit, see if you like it. 
yeah. and maybe and learn something from it and then move on. You know, it's okay. exactly exactly. And I look, I'm that's a good dad right there because I feel like that's important to be able to provide that opportunity for him to see if he likes it because you know, going beyond parenting, even with friendships or relationships, some people set to limit you mm-hmm. and like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing that and you should know yourself or, you know, you know better, but to be able to give your son that opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to support you. Go do your thing. If you like it, you don't, you don't. And now he's, you said he's playing golf. So he probably likes golf way more. So it's just a matter of getting your feet wet. And um, something I want to highlight real quick too, something I really do admire about your conversations is you really get knee deep and you don't glamorize these concepts of like what people are creating because far too often you see them on TV of these success stories and they gloss over like the nitty gritty of exactly how you got there. And a lot of times it gives us misconception to people like, Oh, well, I can do the same thing. I'm going to get there as fast as I can, but there's this yellow, you know, there's this road behind there that you don't even get to see. It's, 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 you know, almost, um, it's, it's just until you're in the system, you understand, but I do like having, I do like that you do that because like I said, far too often, I think that's where my impatience comes from too, because then I'll start comparing like, oh, well, that nonprofit took off in a year and a half and they're full time now. And I'm here. I am two and a half years later going on three, still working another job. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that with your conversations. Cause I think it's very important to be as candid as you can, but also uplifting at the same time. Yeah. I really appreciate that, man. And that's been a fun conversation. I've, I've enjoyed having you on. I'm excited. <laughs> what, again, excited what you guys are building there. I, Thank I you. hope you can. I hope you can continue to impact the the lives of these children and, and the families, obviously um, mm-hmm. as well. But we're, if everyone wants to kind of give you a digital hello, and what are the social watering holes you play on, or where can they connect with you? Or? Sure, sure. We have our website, which is salude.org. It's s a l o o d dot org, and then on Instagram, it's salude inc. So it's the same name, but has i n c at the end of it. So it's salude s a l o o d um, INC. So we're also on Facebook, but I think that's a long URL. So I don't think I have that on top of my memory. No worries. Um, I'll link it up in the show notes. Yeah. But if anybody's out there, I mean, you know, whether it's our organization or anybody else, you know, with cancer, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of financial opportunities that we could definitely support these families that are going through a really rough time. Cause something that, you know, to share real brief before we go is, um, you know, with COVID still being a, you know, pretty dominant, a lot of, you know, in our world, it's even more limited for these families to really survive, especially because the workforce and things that are going on and, you know, school, it's just, it's, it's, it's a complicated web. I had a family that got diagnosed, I think two weeks before the pandemic was officially started. Mm-hmm. And they're like, can you imagine going through that with the world and then separately your kid is really ill? Yeah. So, you know, I, um, we're really gracious to all the people who have supported us and we really look forward to evolving and growing and, you know, just working with more families in the across the U S it's been, it's been a big blessing. So we're very lucky. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on, man. Enjoy the conversation. Yes. Yes. And of course it was nice meeting you. I'll talk to you soon. But I hope you all enjoyed that great interview and thanks again for stopping by. And just one more quick thing before you run along in your day. 
If you were looking for some more resources, some more insight, you know, inspiration, things that get you going a little bit further on your journey, feel free to head over to my website, brianondraco.com forward slash subscribe, and you can sign up for my weekly newsletter that comes out. That's more of a digest of a lot of information that I discover throughout the week, whether it's a new podcast I listen to, or maybe it's a great follow online that's very insightful, or a video I came across. I put that in a digestible form that you get once a week as well as I blog three times a week. And these are very micro-type blogs, one to five-minute reads. They hit your inbox Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning and maybe give you a little dose of inspiration to get you going on your day. So feel free to sign up for those if it's something you might find as value. Thanks again for listening in. I hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Take care.